It is another episode of Pipettes and Politics. My name is Ben Korb. I'm the Public Affairs Director for the American Society for Biochemistry and Molecular Biology. This is another COVID-19 special edition where we're talking with uh, different segments of the community and different parts of uh, the scientific and beyond scientific uh, enterprise to talk about how people are dealing with and managing through the COVID-19 pandemic response. I am really lucky and honored to have uh, Dr. John Lorsch with me. John is the Institute Director for the National Institute for General Medical Sciences um, and, uh, you know, ASBMB. Many of our members are funded through NIGMS, and we're just really glad to have John here. So, John, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Ben. Good to be here. Thanks. Uh, I guess the first question I have, it's what I've been asking everybody, just how are you doing? Is everybody healthy? Are you doing all right just as a human being? Well, you know, we've been, like most people in this area, on telework since um, the 13th, so we're in our third week now. Um, or I guess we've finished our third week, we're, we're, we're into our fourth. Um, and uh, everyone except for people who are either, you know, essential for safety or, or patient care or are directly working at NIH uh, in the labs on, on the COVID-19 response have been teleworking. And um, it, it's it's working, actually. Um, you know, it was a little rough at first, but I think we're getting the hang of it. What, um, you know, one of the questions that our members are, are certainly most wondering is, is there have been quite a few stimulus packages and funding packages that have worked their way through Congress. There has been lots of funding opportunities for research in COVID-19, um, in virology, in therapeutics, in finding a vaccine. I haven't seen that NIGMS has been a, a, a direct recipient of kind of some of those funding opportunities, but I was wondering what your perspective has been, if there's been anything that you've seen coming across your desk. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Congress has been very generous so far with supporting some of the really urgent um, directed work that needs to be done, such as vaccine development, <clears throat> clinical trials of, of um, you know, potential therapeutic agents um, like remdesivir, et cetera. Um, and that, that, that's obviously the highest priority, and, and um, that's what's happening. We um, actually quite early on decided, given the, the urgent nature of the crisis, um, we were going to commit some of our own funds to um, specific ways that NIGMS could help um, you know, within our mission um, for the, the crisis. And in particular, we have historically funded a considerable amount of infectious disease modeling um, work of research on, on how to better model the spread and control of infectious diseases. So we had a, um, a, a notice of special interest out for um, people who were doing that kind of research to expand or pivot the scope of their research to address uh, COVID-19 uh, related um, issues. Uh, we've also, um, um, in a second, to notice of special interest, um, given um, the possibility of providing supplemental funds to uh, small business grants that we already support, um, either in the area of diagnostics or therapeutic development, um, to take something they're currently working on for another indication uh, and pivot it very rapidly into uh, use for COVID-19. Um, so those are the things that we thought we could make a particular impact on very quickly. How about uh, opportunities to support researchers who are impacted um, 
you know, by having to hibernate their labs or unable to get into, um, unable to get into their labs and do experiments. I know the NIH has put out a lot of special guidances, um, right. you know, for researchers, resources, uh, you know, extending deadlines and grants. I was wondering if you can give a little bit of an overview on some of those really beneficial things that you all have been doing to support the community. Yeah, and I think that this is NIH-wide, of course, and, and a lot of credit goes to Mike Lauer and his colleagues at the Office of External Research, but, you know, they um, you know, pulled us all together and worked out uh, very quickly some policies that gave researchers a lot more flexibility in terms of things like grant deadlines, uh, made sure that they could still pay um, their staff, even while they were, you know, teleworking, working from home, which is obviously critical. I mean, you know, we, we couldn't have a situation where graduate students, postdocs, technicians, et cetera, um, weren't going to be able to be paid um, for this period of time. So, so that was critical. Um, and a variety of other flexibilities as well in terms of, you know, maybe changing the direction of your research a little bit, especially if you can make an impact on, on the COVID-19 situation in some way. Um, and, and then there were other very important announcements that were made, such as um, you know, that investigators or researchers could actually donate um, personal protective equipment or reagents relative to you know, kits and testing um, or other um, lab um, um, supplies um, to the um, epidemic fight to local hospitals or their medical centers. And I, I think um, that was something that was very important um, to, for the community to hear because they were getting conflicting guidance from institutions on that. Um, so those are just some of the highlights, but there, there's a lot more, and I encourage people to go look at the web page that OER set up that has links and, and a lot more uh, detailed guidance and FAQs, et cetera. And I think that's grants.nih.gov, and there's an immediate link right on there for COVID-related news information and, and opportunities. Right. Um, what is it, what about, um, you know, how is it to operate your institute just the normal business that the Institute does while you're working remotely, you know, how is it, you know, how, how are you, how will a council meeting go? Um, you know, to your, the best of your understanding, how are study sections going as people are doing things remotely? I'm wondering just kind of the general business that, that your Institute does, how that's operating and what that experience is like. Yeah, it, it's a um, good question. And, you know, all, of course, all the face-to-face -face personal interactions, whether it be you know, daily, interactions or going to conferences or meetings those are those are all canceled for the time being um, we as you alluded to have shifted to um, online uh, virtual uh, review study sections and and we've had a number so far and and they seem to have gone pretty well you know a few few hiccups here and there with um, the platforms being used um, but by and large everything worked out fine um, and I think both reviewers and SROs are, are getting used to that. Uh, we'll be doing the same with our council. All the NIH councils in the next round in May and June uh, will be virtual. And um, we actually had to do a virtual council meeting once before uh, recently because of, uh, of the one of the hurricanes. Although in that situation, we were on site and the council members just um, were, were at home. Now we'll all be at home. Um, Luckily, you know, we have an excellent IT group at NIGMS, and they've already been working out all the kinks and bugs, so hopefully that's going to go um, smoothly, especially with our, um, you know, our experience now <laughs> using all these different platforms. 
Um, and we're going to try to make it uh, as, um, you know, full a session as, as we can um, and make it approximate, um, you know, what we would have done had it been uh, live and in person. Um, and, and everything else, I think, is going reasonably well. Uh, we can do, you know, most of the grants work, most of the um, things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis um, virtually and, um, you know, hiccups here and there, but it, it's moving forward. Grants are getting funded. Um, decisions are being made. Um, and uh, hopefully when everyone returns, um, that'll mean we can hit the ground running um, very quickly and get science started up again. What are some of the, or, or are there problems that you see or are concerned, um, you know, are, are going to be coming down, you know, coming up on the horizon um, that we should start working to prepare for now? Or, or that what are the sort of things that are NIGMS related as a result of COVID that, that worry you or keep you up at night right now? Well, you know, there's certainly going to be a lot of lost time. Um, and there'll be startup time, and um, you know that is one of the um, collateral damages, unfortunately, of, of this situation and the, the necessity of this kind of social uh, and geographic uh, physical distancing that that we have to do. Um, you know, we will try to find ways to to ameliorate that, but um, I think the thing everyone's got to remember is everyone's in the same boat there, so. Um, you know, from a point of view of worrying about uh, grant renewals and competition and things like that, everyone's playing from the same uh, starting point. And so, um, you know, I think everyone involved in the process, reviewers, um, program officers, et cetera, you know, we'll, we'll just take that as the starting point. So I don't think people need to worry so much about that. Um, we worry more probably, I think, about trainees um, because, you know, they do – have, have a, have a top clock ticking in a, in a, in a different way. And I, I hope we'll be able to find ways to um, help postdocs and grad students, um, you know, who, who may have be on fellowships, for instance. Um, and that would be a goal to, to, to find ways to help them. Um, you know, so, so those are some of the administrative problems I think we're looking at. Um, you know, there are others to think about early uh, stage investigator status. Um, you know, what are we going to do to help early stage investigators, especially those who are right on the window of, of their eligibility during this time? Um, you know, what I would say is you can always apply for extension of your early stage investigator status. Um, and, and a crisis is one of the reasons that you can apply for extension. So uh, I would ask everyone to avail themselves of that if, um, you know, the timing of this was such that, um, you know, it's a problem for their, their grant and ESI status. Um, you know, and then there's, of course, thinking about the science and, and how do we uh, make sure that future crises um, where we can learn from what happened here and are better able to, to, to deal with them and to make scientific contributions uh, to them in, in you know, rapid fashion. So that's something we're going to, I think, as a community, want to think about. How could we do it better next time? Yeah, that's a, the flip side of the coin of what are the problems that we're seeing is, is what are some of the creative or are there kind of creative or innovative ways that we're finding our way through this pandemic um, that may help us do things better going forward? You know, so you know, using the old necessity is the mother of invention idea, um, 
are you seeing things that are clever ways to do things that maybe we'll consider doing more in the future, you know, because we figured it out, you know, now in the midst of this? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, th- there certainly are some, um, and probably once the dust settles and we can look back, we'll see even more. But, you know, they're everything from, um, you know, it would be good in the future for everyone just to know that in a crisis like this, uh, donating PPE is something and, and other lab, you know, ladder agents, sorry, the dog's barking, um, are um, is something that can happen. So if we could have some of those things on the books in advance, um, it would it would save time and and um, angst and problems. Um, you know, in in terms of the science, um, you know, how can you um, think about uh, always having something in your back pocket that you can work on? Should there be um, some situation where you can't go into lab, uh, might be a good thing for all of us to do. Um, and that maybe goes to something an IGMS has been working on uh, already quite a lot in the training space, which is uh, improving everybody's uh, quantitative and computational skills, right? Um, so that uh, you know, some of what everyone is doing uh, can be done um, in, a, in a virtual online fashion. Um, and so that may be something else for us to reflect upon as well. Are you still writing your blog? Yeah, we have feedback loop posts coming out. Um, uh, several have come out over already over this uh, crisis. Uh, we're, we're also using Twitter quite a lot to get um, you know words out and things that we're thinking about. We have a very robust um, you know port- training portfolio, as you know, Ben, um, and we've actually put together um, a lot of resources that uh, we fund and have have access to for virtual learning, um, all the way from pre-K through 12 virtual learning, both for teachers and for students, um, all the way up to, you know, undergrads, graduate students and beyond, um, you know, for, for professors and for the students themselves. So, um, you know, we've been trying to, trying to find every angle we can to help um, in this situation, whether it be through the research, um, I'm giving urgent supplements to certain things, uh, by helping with uh, at-home virtual learning, um, and also just ideas for things people can be doing. We put out a tweet um, a couple of days ago about uh, reminding people um, about preprints and how many, uh, especially you look now, it's, it's a natural experiment in in both the strengths and weaknesses of preprints with the enormous number that have been coming out about, about the virus um, and reminding people that while they're at home, uh, they could be reading preprints and making constructive comments on them, which would make that system work even better. Um, if, if people were actually commenting on them and pointing out their strengths and weaknesses, it would, it would be like a review process happening in real time. So th- that's part of how we're trying to um, uh, virtually uh, engage with the community and, and find ways that we can help. And again, that's uh, feedback loop is the blog and the Twitter is just simply at NIGMS for anyone who's interested in following there. Correct. Um, Thank you. uh, No, nope. Got to got to make the plugs while we can. Um, I guess the final question I have for you is um, how jealous are you that Dr. Fauci has a bobblehead and when can we get a Dr. Lorsch bobblehead? (laughs) Well, I guess it's up to you, Ben, if you want to make one. (laughs) I don't think I recommend it. I don't think it's going to be a big seller, but, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) each to his own. Um, I think I'm maybe a little more jealous of the donut. I mean, the donut was pretty great, don't you think? I, th- I mean, that came, that was in my hometown. So I was proud of the good people of Stratford, <laughs> Connecticut go. for that. Um, there you go. 
It is uh, interesting times for sure. Um, you know, we always talk about how scientists should be like the, you know, more famous than celebrities. And uh, we're seeing at least a little bit of that right now. So, you know, maybe. Yeah. You know, well, maybe, Tony is just a superhuman. I mean, I, amazing that he's able to, to keep up this pace. And he's also running, I think, three miles a day. So are you keeping up with that pace as well? Well, I tell you, I'm walking a lot, a lot of walks with the dog, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not running. It's not so good for my knees, but I did set the home gym up again um, and got that working. It's not quite as fun as going to the, the Y, but uh, you got to keep it in shape, right? Yeah, got to do what we got to do. Well, John, I want to thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, I want to thank our listeners for participating here and downloading these podcasts. We're going to keep them coming and keep interviewing interesting people. Um, if you're, if you have an idea on someone we should talk to, you should hit me up on Twitter at BW Corb or use the hashtag pipettes and politics. Thank you again, Dr. Lewis for, for participating. This has been another COVID-19 special issue of pipettes and politics. Thank you.